the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Spur in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. This time around, we are going to take a look at the Guardian and Seeker multi-class cards. I hope you'll stick around to hear our thoughts on Medical Student, both levels of On the Trail, and Michael Lay. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on the Whisperer in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular investigator get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the optional list of taboos or that are just bad for the game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these reviews. Speaking of amazing members of the community, special thanks to Kieran, the latest supporter to Embrace the Darkness. Thank you very much, Kieran, for your support. It is greatly appreciated. I hope your 2022 is filled with nothing but Elder Signs. If you'd like to be awesome like Kieran and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the art that graces this channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the overlays as well as the intro. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our look at the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. Remember, if you enjoy this type of content, to like, comment, and subscribe. We always appreciate uh, the feedback. We have finally reached the multi-class cards after making our way through the uh, Guardian, Seeker, Mystic, Rogue, and Survivor cards. We have reached the multi-class cards. We're going to start off with Medical Student. It is a two-cost asset with a willpower skill icon. It is a Guardian Seeker card, ally, miskatonic, and science traits. As a response, after Medical Student enters play, heal one damage and one horror from an investigator or ally asset at your location. The Medical Student has one health and one sanity and takes up an ally slot. Here we have uh, Healing and Soak rolled into one. So yeah, this card's pretty good. Uh, investigators that came to mind when I was first looking at this card were obviously Carolyn, because she gets that buff for, uh, she gets that resource generation from Healing Horror. Uh, another investigator that comes to mind is Leo, because he gets that discount for playing allies, which is nice. Uh, Leo also has Mitch Brown. He's a, he's a guardian, so he's likely to be your team's tank, so he's going to be taking damage. So he, he gets the healing, he gets the soak on the way out, and he's also got the ally slots to spare, which is nice, too. So he can pretty easily play Medical Student and Actionless, too. For one resource, pretty nice. Another investigator that comes to mind is Tommy. Tommy can get some healing, and then he can get the resources back after Medical Student uh, kicks the bucket, which is cool. And that can be kind of like a nice recurrable way to heal for Tommy, because he can constantly like shove the Medical Student back into the deck, redraw it, play it again, etc., etc., uh, Seekers also have Miskatonic Archaeology funding, and given the way that that card works and how you can only assign damage to Miskatonic allies in a particular way, Medical Student is likely to be an increase in value because you're going to be taking damage and horror, or at least more of it, because you can't spread the soak onto your allies as much. 
while medical student is only getting you three soak at that point, it's still pretty good. That being said, it's a pretty solid ally. We were just discussing the new weaknesses from Edge of the Earth. This is a great card to be able to heal those weaknesses. It's also nice in Edge of the Earth as well because you have the Expedition crew, those allies that you get at the beginning of the campaign. I'm not going to spoil who they are or anything like that, but they all have really good abilities, and it's already been confirmed that those allies sustain damage throughout scenarios, so being able to top them off is pretty nice. To be honest, I think this ally go can... It has a home in any deck that can take it. When I look at this, I, I initially want to compare it to things like Research Librarian, Laboratory Assistant, those low-cost Seeker allies that do a thing, and then you discard them to soak. Healing a damage and a horror, it's, that's not bad. And then giving you a health and a sanity, that's kind of like, a as a, you know, in total, you're getting two health and two sanity out of this person, which is pretty good. But I think the real, the really good stuff with this one is the fact that it, that Guardians can play it because this is, if I remember correctly, the cheapest Guardian ally. Yeah, they have Guard Dog at at three cost. They have Tetsuo at three cost, Beat Cop at four cost. Like Guardians don't have a whole lot of good level zero ally options, and especially not cheap ones. And this fits right in there as a nice cheap filler slot for Guardians when they've like lost their Beat Cop, which they will because they tend to discard it, or they've lost their Guard Dog. Which they will, because Guard Dog, you want to get hit. Or Tetsuo also wants to get hit. So this thing being cheap and, you know, you put it out there, you do some healing, and you, it doesn't stick around. Like, I think this is great in Guardians, and it's pretty good in Seekers. Like, this card's good. Like, it's just good. <laughs> like, Plus we have to uh, yeah. make our obligatory mention to in the thick of it. Right? You take one of each trauma, now it's on from turn one, and there you go. Yeah. Are we going to be doing that with every card now? We mentioned In the Thick of It, and we mentioned Seekers. Uh, well, I think in this case, it heals the trauma, right? So it's like it's a direct oh, yeah, yeah, correlation. Yeah. So it, so. That's true. So it's you always start off with a use for it. Or someone in your group takes mm -hmm. In the Thick of It, and you always start off with a use for it. This is good. Like I think any deck that can take this, like if you think of it as a two-cost event, that also gives you some soak. I think it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much to add to what you guys said. I mean, it's very good at what it does. Uh, the one thing with these with these allies like medical student and the uh, the art student we saw earlier is you're always looking for ways to try to trigger that response uh, when they enter play repeatedly. So you've got cards like calling in favors that you can bounce this back to your hand and then play it again uh, to get a little bit of extra. Uh, healing if necessary you've got uh, nate you already mentioned tommy who can uh, kill this thing off shuffle it back into his deck to trigger it again york can do something similar by playing it from his discard pile uh, to get uh, healing and uh, if necessary really the only bad thing i have to say about this card is that it takes up an ally slot and that is the most competitive slot in the game so while she isn't particular, like she doesn't provide stat boosts or anything like that with these new weaknesses that you have in this set, having one or two of these in your deck isn't a bad thing. I think, you know, if you look at the Guardian in the set in Daniela, this is a pretty nice addition to her deck. Just, you know, when if you're playing the Guard Dog version, when the Guard Dog either dies or you pick up Charisma, drop the medical student in there, she does some healing and then heads on her way to the discard pile 
Well, uh, I think I have the reputation as someone who hates all healing cards. I don't hate healing cards that actually heal as responses or that you can piggyback that healing on other effects. And so this is definitely one of the better healing cards in the game. How would you uh, rate this one? I think I'm willing to give this a plus one. Uh, like Matt said, this is one of Guardian's only cheap allies. Especially in Guardian, that's really important because so many of your cards cost three or more than that resources. And having an ally that you can play reasonably cheaply that gives you essentially four soak is really good in that class. And kind of the same reason for Seekers too. Seekers don't have a lot of ways to heal damage. So this can be a really nice way to heal damage, whether you drew something like Leg Injury or, you know, you're, you're playing Daisy and Daisy only has five health. You know, being able to heal one of those puts you out of range out of a certain treachery or something like that. That could be pretty good. And in, like I was saying earlier, in Edge of the Earth, there's those uh, special allies you get throughout the campaign that sustain damage, and this is a good way to heal that. Uh, like you were saying, Man from Lang, you know, I think it's true in pretty much every card game. You know, life gain for, you know, healing in this case is only beneficial when it has some other tangible effect on it. You know, like in Magic, for instance, like creatures with lifelink are good, but cards that gain you life aren't very good because they're not they're not helping you progress forward in the game. They're just preventing you from losing. Yeah, I'd also give this a plus one. I am really glad that this card came in the same set as the new Composures. And the reason why is that before the Composures and before the um, tarot cards of um, The Circle Undone, for the most part, you kind of had to get stat boosts out of your ally slot, whether it's Peter Sylvester, Beat Cop, Lowell Santiago. The ally slot, you kind of needed it, Dr. Mullen Christopher, you kind of needed it to provide that passive boost to your main stat. Nowadays, between the level 3 composures and tarot's, you have more options to get that boost that you previously needed an ally to give you. So what that means is that it opens up this idea of cheap one-shot allies that do a thing and then you lose them to soak. It opens that up to more decks. And I think Medical Student is a perfect example of it. Thanks to, our, to Ace of Swords and combat training, the Guardian has ways to get that combat boost without having to pay for B-Cop or having to pay for uh, Greta Wagner. So a Guardian can now be pretty safe doing like two Medical Students and two Tetsuo Moris. And those are cheap allies that are going to provide soak and do a thing. Yeah, basically, I'm really glad Medical Student exists, and I think uh, it came out in a good set because of the composures, an alternate way to get a thing that you used to have to rely on the ally slot to give you. Yeah, so oh. I think this is also a plus one. I'm going to give Medical Student a plus one as well, probably my highest rating for a, a healing card yet. Uh, I really do uh, quite like her just because, I mean, you get healing on the way down, you get some soak on the way out, just great. Uh, one thing I am kind of looking forward to is this is our second student after the art student, which was released way back in, I want to say, Essex County Express. I could be wrong about that. But back in the Dunwich Legacy cycle, we got our first student. How many students can we get? So we need a legal student. Right? We need like we a science to. student or something like that. Like if we yeah. can get a bunch of students, maybe there we can get a card that sort of ties them all together into a student deck. We sort of have that with Miskatonic Archaeology a funding. A student body. Student body. Miskatonic student body. That would be good. Yeah. 
So, it would have to take the body slot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, you know, something. If we up. get a couple more students, maybe, and a card to tie them all together, we have like a a, a student deck that might be. Uh, and maybe I can't remember. Do I guess Norman was kind of the professor, kind of the misguided. I don't know if we have another professor character. We do have Amanda Crane is coming. Oh, Amanda starts a, a starts a student. Agatha Crane is coming at some point, right? Oh, true. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and... Carolyn is well. She's a doctor. I don't know if she's a teacher. No, she's I mean... uh, in in yeah. canon. She's not actually from Arkham. She's visiting Arkham as a psychologist. Ooh, traveling teacher. Yeah, oh, that, ex that totally explains the sordid relationship between her and Peter Sylvester, the football player. You can uh, you can actually read more about it in Devourer below. Fun fact. Oh, neat little nice. carolyn lore so uh oh, yeah. not to get totally off topic uh i think do. we'd also be we'd be remiss to not mention mark harrigan i feel like i don't know why i glossed over mark but mark likes to heal damage and oh, he gets yeah. he gets that buff naturally through sophie so he doesn't really need something like b cup necessarily mm -hmm. to get that boost in combat so like you were saying matt you know medical student has lots of uses that brings us to our second card in the box. This is going to be On the Trail. It is a one-cost event that costs one experience point. It has a intellect and agility skill icon, insight and tactic traits. Choose an enemy at any location other than yours. Either move twice toward that enemy or discover one clue at any empty location between you and the chosen enemy along the shortest path to reach that enemy. A very uh, thematic card. How does it uh, work in practice? This to me feels like a seeking answers with steps, and I don't like yep. it for that. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because it re it requires an enemy to be on the board. It requires that you're a set number of locations away from that enemy, and then it also requires that there's either clues on that location or that you want to go back and engage that enemy. And that That's location has to be empty. So and that location have, you can have other enemies and or investigators. Investigators. Oh, I totally forgot about that part. The empty location. It's really bad. I got to admit. It's just too much setup for, for something that's not that much payoff. You know, when you when you compare this to something like Ever Vigilant for one experience, like mm -hmm. that's saving you three resources and possibly multiple actions. Like that's yeah. this card is not not where you want to be. Um, this card it's just just the fact that it does nothing unless you have an enemy at any location other than yours that you want to either move to and you got to move to it but it's got really got to be two locations away in order to get any benefit out of it because you've got to have at least one empty location between you and that enemy mm -hmm. just, <laughs> this card's so bad it, yeah, i think i think it's worth mentioning that you don't actually yeah. need to move to the enemy i mean I think it's sort of implied that you want to move to that enemy and engage it and get the clue, but no, you or can't do or that. that's the no, level three. That's the level three version. But uh, you yeah, want to either do. move to that enemy and engage it or get a clue. And and while I, as much as I like discovering a clue without making a skill test, that's pretty good. And certainly guardians can use more cards that do that. And this is very guardian esque in that in that uh, aspect you know guardians have received a lot of cards that let them cheat clues like that this is blank until you've got yeah. an enemy on uh, an enemy on the table and you've got an empty location between you and that enemy or uh, you want to move to that enemy 
I was sitting down and thinking of all of the just scenarios and how this would work. And I think this is, if you're going to play this card, it's really only for scenarios like the Midnight Masks and Threads of Fate and stuff like that where you can actually maybe set this up because so many scenarios don't do that. Like I was thinking just about the Dunwich Legacy alone, like House Always Wins, can't play this card. Miskatonic Museum, can't play this card. Essex County Express, can't play this card. Blood on the Altar, sure, you can probably set up a situation where you can play this card. Undimensioned and Unseen, yeah, maybe. Where Doom Awaits, nope. Lost in Time and Space, nope. So two scenarios in a campaign where this card might actually do some work for you. That's that's not a card I want to buy. You know, it just like, doesn't do enough. Yeah, and the effect is just not good. <laughs> like It seems like yet another one of those cards that was designed for the ideal situation and not for the normal situation. But even then, the ideal situation is you get a clue. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you could well, play you Scene of the two. Prime. You can get two out of this. Because the enemy could be very far away. No, it says oh no, you only get one, one? clue. What? Oh, what yeah, you it's literally just get a clue. So just like working a hunch, problem solved. Yeah, working a hunch, scene of the crime. You know, there's all these other cards that Guardians already have access to that that are zero XP. I guess the other card I, that kind of came to mind when I was thinking about this card was Righteous Hunt from whatever Mythos pack that came out in in the Insmith Conspiracy. In too deep, I believe. Thank you. That card allows you to move and then engage an enemy up to like a set number of locations where it's like that feels kind of what this card is trying to do, sort of, but also give you a clue. It's just neither of those two effects coincide with one another. Mm -hmm. It's like you're either you're either leaving an enemy in the dust and grabbing clues along the way or you're killing the enemy as a guardian. You're not evading it for the most part you know so it, it's yeah. just weird so how would we rate this one i'm giving this one a big fat stinking tentacle as, as am i just like there's zero xp cards that like do what you want to do you know just play those yeah yeah I, the more i think about this one the the more the scenario where this one works sure you can set up a scenario where you could play this card until you do that in certain scenarios this thing doesn't do anything so yeah this one gets a tentacle for me as well however if you like this card there is a level three version of on the trail same cost one cost event this one comes with two intellect and a combat and agility skill icon insight and tactic traits again Choose an enemy at any location other than yours. Move twice toward that enemy. Discover one clue at each location you entered by this effect. So here, Nate, is the uh, the way you get more than one clue out of this. You, As long as you can... Uh, again, they, they did remove the empty location uh, factor in this. So if you do move twice and there happens to be investigators in the way or enemies, you still get the clue. Now, I'm not entirely sure if those, I think if you move into an un, two unrevealed locations, you still get the clues. Again, the problem with this is it's blank until you get an enemy at a location 
and some locations between you and that enemy and etc etc that being said this is way easier to set up yeah because it, it can be at any location it doesn't have to be like a set number of locations those locations don't have to be empty you know i was thinking of wages of sin this actually might be pretty good in that scenario because you know where those heretics are going to be they're going to be sitting at those edge locations and you have to move across the map so in scenarios like that this becomes pretty useful and you need to discover clues so it's just like gravy but this does two things for you if a lo if an enemy is next door where you move and get a clue that is i think that's that's actually useful i feel like this should have been the one xp version i'd be willing to pay an xp to be able to say move and discover a clue in fact uh call for backup asks you to spend two xp to do that mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so, so would you would you spend three experience to do that no 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 i but mean uh, you... just the numbers alone like like numbers like equivalent actions i'd want to be getting like more out of it than this yeah i kind of feel the same way especially in guardian where are you really going to spend three xp on this or are you just going to spend four xp or five xp on your weapon oh, or are you going to spend three xp on you know an upgraded ally or you know something along yeah. those lines you know where it's like yeah, like it's just it's XP? it's usually not the guardian's job to discover clues in multiplayer, and seekers have so many better tools to discover clues that they just don't need a card like this. If no. it said, discover all right, choose an enemy at any location other than yours, move twice towards that enemy, discover one clue at each location you entered by this effect. Then, if it let you fight that enemy, all in the same action, I I think I could pay three XP for that. Or engage. Because I could see situations uh, where engage could be useful against aloof yeah. enemies or something like that. Yeah, and it would true. be thematic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would fight. You know, you, you run up to it and then you, uh, you know, then you get the drop on it and you get a, you get a, a fight action out of that. I could see paying three XP for that. It's just like the number of action equivalents you get out of it. I don't think it's worth three. I yeah. think this one is better than the, the level one version simply because yes. it's easier to set up. You just need an enemy on the table, and that should happen fairly quickly, especially if you're playing multiplayer. Yep. Again, the big question for me is this seems very scenario-specific, where you need large maps like the Miskatonic, uh, the Midnight Masks, or Threads of Fate, or um, Phantom of Truth, or something like that, where not only do you have enemies on the table, but then you have empty or locations with clues on them. Because it, this just feels really kind of awkward because it sort of implies that you went places and left clues behind or like there aren't that many enemies in the game that don't spawn on top of you. Most of them spawn on you. So that this card to me suggests that the enemy spawned on you and then somehow you left that location, which means you evaded the enemy which guardians aren't going to do so how exactly did you leave this location wander off and then decided to make your way back like even a seeker who say okay assume we're talking about a seeker here they evaded the enemy moved away enough and left clues behind where to me, it'd be like, okay, I left the enemy, I moved to the next location, grab the clues, keep on moving down the chain. 
sort of thing. It just feels so awkward. Like, what play situation are you describing here? Like, it's like we just don't play the game this way. Yeah, it's true. It's like there the is game isn't played stuff. this way. Like, it's like, okay, I... I evaded the enemy. I moved to the next location. I grabbed the clues. Okay, the enemy's a hunter. I stay one step ahead of it and just keep moving down the, the location chain to grab those clues. I'm not doing this weird moving multiple locations away and then circling back unless I'm playing something like Threads of Fate where I'm going in a circle or Midnight Masks where I'm, you know there's that circular flow to the game where you may need to leave enemies behind or in the case of midnight masks an enemy spawns at you pay your two clues so and so shows up at the graveyard or shows up at north side or shows up at downtown and now you've got a natural here's an enemy that didn't spawn on you now you want to go there or head in that direction and you get the clues on the way there so then you can say if it's peter who spawns at uh, the, the university I pick up a couple clues on the way. I get to Peter. I spend those clues. I parlay with him. You know, it all works out. But those situations just don't come up that often. So There is one investigator where it does, and that's Zoe Samaras. Just want to throw that out there before someone else makes the connection. Uh, Zoe's weakness is going to spawn something far away from you, and you need to go kill it. So that's an exception. Yeah, Tony. Uh, Tony Morgan. But he can't take the level 3 version. If you drew a... Uh the thing that follows right that weakness that spawns yeah, for this location just, away from you you don't need to go after it no not at all yeah but yeah but still this it's i'd pay one xp for this effect not three so how would we rate this one the uh the level one version got a tentacle across the board i'm willing to give it an elder thing for a couple of reasons one is that if you can get benefit it is pretty good like you are getting two moves and two clues which can be pretty good. It also has two intellect icons, which the level one version didn't even have matching icons, which is just like, when it's a niche card that I can't even commit to a skill test reasonably, whereas at least with this one, I can use it as a pseudo per, uh, perception, which is fine, but it's not very good. Yeah, I'd, I'd also give it another thing as well, simply because it still functions if it's just an enemy right next to you. Like it still does something. Yeah, move and discover a clue. Okay, it's it's overpriced XP wise for for that, but at least it actually works. Unlike the uh, level one version, so I, I'll give it another thing. Man, I'm tempted to give this one a, a tentacle as well, just because I don't. Go ahead, go ahead, you can do it. I don't feel Ask like this one. It just doesn't describe the game that we play, but. It does get you two clues. And maybe. maybe. When I was thinking about this card, it sort of reminds me of the next card we're going to look at uh, and the type of deck that it sort of leans into where you're you're running a Guardian who is not entirely about fighting everything, a more flexible toolboxy Guardian who is doing fighting and some clue gathering, which I think our next card, Michael Lay, sort of promotes okay i'll be generous i'll give it an elder thing i'm i don't see myself buying this so it's it's teetering it's teetering on the edge of uh, of a tentacle but i will be uh, i'll be kind and 
and uh, give it a uh, an elder thing. Maybe it fits into the deck that uh, that our next uh, card uh, promotes. That being Michael Lay, the experienced hunter, four cost asset that costs five experience points. Intellect, combat, and wild skill icons, ally, and detective traits. You get plus one intellect and plus one combat. As a response, after you successfully investigate, place one resource from the token pool on Michael Lay as evidence to a maximum of three evidence. And as a response, when you initiate an attack, you can exhaust Michael Lay and spend one evidence. You get plus one damage for this attack. He has three health, three sanity, and takes up an ally slot. Michael provides two passive skill boosts and a, a significant amount of soak. The ability to convert those investigate actions into bonus damage is, uh, is good for this type of build where uh, I think you're, I think largely a guardian in this case, although it is a seeker guardian card, uh, the ability to sort of investigate and fight a little bit and convert those investigates into fight actions is pretty nice. I think this probably you're looking at Joe, Leo, Roland, or Tommy if you're buying this guy simply because the intellect boosts them up to a four, which makes them pretty decent at investigating. What do you guys think about this uh, this experienced hunter? I think it's awkward. I think, like, even in Joe, it's it's still awkward because you have to... Joe doesn't really discover clues... By investigating he usually just plays things like working a hunch or whatever insight events are in his uh in his hunch deck and he just kind of gets clues for free a lot of the time and maybe you're playing like a mag glass and you'll you'll discover a clue every once in a while but i feel like most of the time you're just kind of relying on your events to just get free clues for you and roland kind of suffers from a similar issue where he He's usually just killing enemies in order to get clues, so he's not really able to easily place resources on it. And Tommy is just, I think, too slow of an investigator to get use out of Michael because he wants to, like, recycle his allies. He wants to put damage on them. He doesn't want to, like, keep an ally on the table over the course of, you know, eight, nine turns and get a lot of value out of it. He wants to recycle it over and over again. So it's it's awkward, and I guess Leo is a decent choice because Leo can put a bunch of allies into play, but five XP is a lot. Yeah, this feels like a three XP ally. This feels like agree. on the level of uh, Lola Santiago mm -hmm. or um, Ikiak or um, Greta or Greta level three. This doesn't feel like a five XP ally. It's definitely not a five XP secret card. Am I right, boys? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it's definitely not on the level of agency backup. Like No. No. I do not see a world where I take this over a composure. I think I would agree with you. Yeah. I'd like in Joe, scientific theory is great because it, it doesn't compete with any other slots. And it's Whereas, and it costs and, zero. <laughs> and and all the XP. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's a bunch of reasons why that card is and it, it basically provides the the primary thing you want, which is the stat boost. Yeah. You know, like, the extra damage is nice, certainly, if you're fighting a lot of three health enemies, but, you know, I, I think wish aside said, from that, it doesn't really I, do a whole lot. 
I wish it was... I think it would be less awkward if it was after you defeat an enemy, put an evidence on this guy, and then you could use his evidence to discover additional clues when you successfully investigate. I think that would be less awkward. I think that would be more flavorful as well. That too, because, yeah. Because he's a hunter, right? So he kills things and then investigates afterward. Yeah. It seems kind of weird that he would investigate and then be better at killing things. I don't know. Like, I guess that's yeah. kind of thematic too, well, but... That's also yeah, the flow that's, of Arkham. That's when just enemies why show I sort up, of you wonder, need to kill them. Yeah. That's why I just sort of wonder whether this guy is sort of promoting a new type of deck when you combine this with the cards we've looked at previous, where it's like, maybe that's why he seems somewhat lackluster, is because we haven't seen this type of deck before, especially with these types of investigators who would sort of benefit from his stat boosts. But Would yeah, I mean, guardians Canada? tend to cheat clue. Like, if I'm playing a guardian these days, I'm rarely investigating the old-fashioned way. I'm playing scene of the crime or evidence or cards like that to to get clues. So, even investigating at a four isn't particularly good with the shroud values we've been seeing lately. Mm-hmm. Would you play this over Greta, who has the same stat boost, cost three XP? And auto discovers clues when you defeat enemies. No, that's way better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably not. Because it, it also, like, that feeds into that deck's main strategy, which is to kill enemies. Yep. Whereas this sort of asks you to have a primary goal of investigating, but then also kill enemies. And that's us- that's just, like, not how the game is played yeah. a lot of the time, you know? Like, multiplayer you're dedicating a person to investigate you're dedicating a person to fight and sure there may be a generalist on your team but by and large you know that that role is pretty niche and Mm -hmm. you like this card just is awkward it just costs a lot the abilities and the abilities don't work unless you activate both of them you Mm -hmm. have to investigate and you have to defeat you have to attack enemies if and you, don't do you have to do it in that order too. You can't exactly. attack enemies and then investigate. You have to, exactly. yeah. So, yeah. and if you're paying five XP for Michael, you're not paying five XP for for a weapon. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. settling for the forty-five, the the upgraded forty-five, or um, yeah, or you're doing both, and then you're paying upwards of like thirty experience just to get your deck online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's... XP costs matter. How would you rate this one? I don't know. You know, this one's tough. This, this, this one's really tough because I think on paper it seems really good. You know, like, I feel like at first glance you're going to be, oh, this is a great Joe deck, or this is a great card in Joe, but I think it ends up being and playing a lot more awkwardly than I think first impressions kind of give you about it. And I think for that reason alone, I'm going to give it an Elder thing. You know, I, while the stat boosts are nice, you can get those from composers like Scientific Theory or allies like Greta, and the responses require you to kind of trigger them sequentially, and Arkham does not always play nice in that regard. You know, sometimes you're going to draw the enemy on turn one, and you're not going to be able to investigate, and you need that extra damage to kill that three health enemy so that you can investigate, but that's just not the way the cookie crumbles. I'm giving this thing a uh, tentacle because there are very clear, like, mechanically superior options to this guy that are not hard to come by. If you're playing Joe Diamond, 
play scientific theory instead. If you're playing a guardian, play Greta Greta Wagner instead, or even beat cop level two instead. Don't play this guy. I think between the five XP cost and when you say that you you do sort of need to do these two thing these two responses need to be triggered sequentially. I am not a huge fan of cards that make you do a lot of work in order to trigger them. I feel like there might be a deck there at some point down the road where this guy might be the the capstone, but right now, I don't know. I think you guys make you a lot of good points. Him. I just read it again. You gotta exhaust him, so the maximum you get is a vicious blow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm... it would be a lot better if you could stack all three evidence on it. And then you're using Michael to just, like, push an attack over the top. That would be a lot more useful, you know, especially in those late-game situations where you need to kill a boss. But as it stands, like, this is just, I guess, essentially uh, oh, trying to be a recurrable method. vicious blow. And ugh. I mean, another change they could have made to this card, one thing it's worth noting here is that you have to trigger Michael before the attack lands. So if you miss, you've lost the... You have, you have nothing to show for what you... I mean, if this worked more like some of the cards we've seen lately where it's like, attack, see whether you hit. Okay, did I hit? Great, I exhaust Michael. I get the extra damage. I would prefer to see that than... I'm going to attack, so I'm going to exhaust Michael. I have no idea if this is going to hit or not. Oh, I missed. Okay, now he's exhausted. I can't do it again. And if I if you're relying on this guy for the bonus damage, then you're SOL. You're going to be fighting some you this is going to he's going to take a lot more turns to to fight an enemy. Now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking of this compared to Beat Cop when you're talking about speed of damage. Just play Beat Cop level 2. There you go. Get the damage. Don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll settle yeah. on a on an elder thing for this guy. I, the more I talk about it, the the less I like him. Mm -hmm. I think initially I'm like, yeah, maybe there's a deck here, and then you guys raise all good points, and uh, perhaps there is no deck here. But uh, I am sure if someone has built an amazing deck with this guy, we will hear about it in the comments. That's going to do it for our look at the uh, Guardian slash Seeker multi-class cards in uh, the uh, Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. Do let us know in the comments below if you uh, agree or disagree. Any final thoughts? I think it's kind of funny that of all the Guardian Seeker cards, the one that I think most people are going to kind of brush off initially is the one that actually is probably the most useful in Medical Student. Yeah, I, I think like the big flashy card is Michael A. Like he's a five experience ally. He's got a two stat boost. He's can deal extra damage. It's like it, that all seems great, but then in practice it all kind of falls apart. And on the trail is just weird. But they, medical students XP is, cards are just overcosted. They just they just cost too much XP. I wonder yeah. how much of that is because they're multi class cards, because they're flexible in who can take them that would be awful if that were true like i would really hope that they didn't they didn't do that i i really have the suspicion that that's the case with on the trail level three and it, it seems to be the case with a lot of upgrades is that they they'll do this like 
one experience and then three experience version or you know two or four you know they do something along those lines because they want to restrict which investigators can take which cards and it's like three experience i think becomes that kind of cutoff point where you really start to consider okay is this going to be a core card in my deck and if it's not then i'm not going to upgrade into it yeah it feels like we got cards that while they are guardian and seeker i think they lean heavily in the direction of guardian because seekers have way better ways to get clues so on the trail is not really an issue for them and i don't know many seekers who are gonna you know besides joe who are gonna go out and fight things toe to toe a lot of the time so michael definitely seems more like a guardian card but you know they're just weak they just end up being weaker guardian cards that other guardian cards do better and the these, other thing these three too definitely don't feel like uh these three definitely don't feel like lily or monterey cards that's for sure i was just gonna say yeah like of oh, all yeah. the investigators that can take these cards like they like it's just kind of awkward with the investigators that can take them yeah. and when you think about roland or daisy like daisy is certainly not going to play on the trail and she's certainly not going to play michael because she's <laughs> she's never going to punch things unless she's like mind over mattering or something like that abyssal tome uh, sure but you know barring <laughs> those like really strange circumstances you know that's just not how the game is played that's going to do it for this episode if you enjoyed what you hear remember to like comment and subscribe if you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.